And welcome to Towson Men's Ultimate Pandemonium Podcast, not just a club. We are on episode eight, and it is the first time we're video recording. So a little round of applause. Guys, we're doing it. First video record. Um, so as always, I have my beautiful host, Elias Warren Moore, and now you can see his face, and I'm going to toss it to him for uh, some player introduction. So for our first and youngest guest for today, sports club secret agent, and big baller referee, Steph, I'll give you a tech real quick, Rolex. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Your favorite director's favorite cinematographer, Alex, Paper Planes is my song, Slaughter. <laughs> and finally, what? last but not least, Hammer Time Captain, Emily, I skied my Kajapanos Christ. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you guys for that. That was amazing. Uh, <laughs> all right, so uh, thank you, Eli. And uh, as always, our sponsors are nobody. Um, but now I want to hand over the floor to our ladies. Hold on, hold on, Mike. Oh, Mike, oh. we do have a sponsor. Oh, wait, we do have a sponsor. <laughs> yes, you Rick Kim Shassel right now, Eli? <laughs> <laughs> the book off the bookshelf that sponsors us this week is The Kite Runner. Oh, good book. By Coed Hosini. So <laughs> go and buy it. It's a good read. My brother read this in high school. Go go read during the break. Never so heard that's of it. The book so that's thank you for that. Us. That was probably the last real book I read. I think I read that senior year of high school, and I uh, love it. ten out of ten recommend. I haven't book. read a book in like three years. <laughs> I read a book for the first time since high school like a week ago that's what quarantine will do to you that's what, i still have to read it hasn't been that bad i haven't had to read um i've read like four books and within the span of like five days jeez and they were all like 500 pages like i was so emily's way smarter than i am <laughs> <laughs> me too all right so i would like to hand the floor over to uh our lovely ladies and let them introduce themselves because uh eli's introductions don't give the whole story even though they're pretty accurate um, so I think they decided the order, so I think we're starting with Emily. Emily, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Yes, hi, I'm Emily Christ. I am the Hammer Time captain. Um, I was captain last year and just got reelected for this year. I'm also the vice president of the club. Um, I've been playing since my freshman year, so I've been playing for three years. I'm a junior. Um, I play, I'm a D-line cutter, um, and I pull for the team most of the time. Um, so I've been playing for Hammer Time for three years. I played, um, I played mixed club over the summer. 
last summer I played for a team called Fleet, and the summer before that I played for a team called American Hyperbole, which is basically the same team, but just rebranded. Um, hopefully I'll get to play for them again this summer if club happens, but um, I don't know. I also do um, indoor Frisbee over the winter, and I do uh, summer league over the summer too. So lots of Frisbee all year round for three years consistently. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> it's a big flex. All right. I Is guess it my turn? Water next. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I'm Alex. Um, also known as <coughs> Alex, also known as Slaughter. <laughs> um, I played Hammer Time for three years. Yeah, three years. Um, I played for American Hyperbole after freshman year, but like practice squad. And then I played Fleet last summer for a hot second, but then I was poor and couldn't afford the dues, so had to drop. Um, I did winter league or indoor league twice. Kind of hated it. Everybody hates indoor, but it's fine. And then I play summer league too. No scrubs. No scrubs. Play for no scrubs. No scrubs, no scrubs. No scrubs. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, yeah. Nice. Oh, I handle. I'm a handler too. <laughs> oh, line handler. Yeah. Thank you. Also, she has that, she really does have that last dope name. Yeah, my last name is actually Slaughter. Yep, so. Specs. Okay. All right. Hi, I'm Steph Rolek. Uh, I'm a sophomore. I've been playing Frisbee for two years uh, for Hammer Time, and I've also played over the summer. I played for Panda Time. Uh, it was my first club season. I also played for No Scrubs, no scrubs. Summer League. I played Indoor League for like three or four games and then gave up on it because it sucks. Um, I'm, I guess you could call me a hybrid, but I handle more often. And I play O-line and D-line, dabble in both. Heck yeah. Bilingual. A true mix. <laughs> and those are our wonderful guests for today. Um, so yeah, this we'll get this thing started. So. Uh, one of the interesting things we didn't talk about last week, because last week was the, we also had women on, but it was more of a music-based podcast. But now we have the uh, point of views of these lovely ladies who have played, as they've said, they've played club, they've played mix, they play women's division. We get that point of view that us, me and Eli don't have, because we're uh, men and we're weird. So um, if they want to talk about uh, like their club season and what the difference is between mixed and like if you have just one sex as like uh, men or female. Um, yeah, did you guys want to just dive into it? Because I bet you guys have some like critiques or information about it we don't even know about. I have tons of thoughts on playing mixed. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> so hot take. Is it going to be another hot take podcast? Hot takes. Maybe. It could be. It's okay, Emily. The guys don't throw to me either. <laughs> there okay i i'm not in charge of that i will <laughs> yeah mike throw to me <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh yeah is there, what what uh critiques or thoughts do you have on it um so my biggest pet peeve is when i am on a mixed team that doesn't value their women it is so beyond frustrating to play on a team where the women like don't get a say in what offenses are run or what defensive sets we run, or they're even like, they're not even thrown to. Like, 
it's so frustrating because it makes it's not a good environment for women players to um, improve and grow. So, and then they're not going to come back next year if your team isn't inclusive to women. And the other thing is like, if the men on your team don't believe in your women, then the women aren't going to believe in themselves. So even if they're making like great cuts, they're going to be like, why am I doing this? Why am I working hard for a team that like, isn't appreciating what I'm doing? And it just makes them even less motivated and they're not going to play as well. And it's just like, like everyone loses when the women aren't valued on the team. Amen. Amen. Just for like mixed club. That's like for any time anything's mixed. Like, yeah. Like when I was saying like how I felt like um, undervalued, like I was on an indoor team this past winter where like, I didn't even want to go to the games because like they didn't, they didn't, they looked me off all the time. Like, like a lot of the comments in the huddles were like obviously directed to me, even though like, they were like, they were trying to be general, but like, yeah, it happens at all different levels, even like elite club or just basic like rec indoor league. Yeah. All right, Slaughter, I saw you raise your hand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to interrupt, but okay. So even though I didn't play indoor this year, I went to watch a lot of the games because I didn't have anything else to do and I have no friends outside of Frisbee. Anyway, and I went to the games and I was just sitting there on the sideline just like yelling internally because Emily would be wide open with like a great somebody had a great continuation off of her and she'd get looked off every single time and it it made me so mad and it was like the dumbest things like I have a wide open in cut and they'd bomb it deep for a contested yeah like they that is the worst off a viable like reliable cut for like some deep throw that was never gonna work out one I thing think that's one thing about playing, one thing about playing with guys, and this is like a generalization, but guys really like to like really huck it deep most of the time because they want that sky battle so bad, and they want like they want that they want to sky somebody. Yeah, so like I they'll look off girls that are like cutting in and like have these good open cuts that give you a lot of potential for like a continuation, and then they just huck it deep because they want that cut or like throw I think a hammer. That's one one thing with like men's sports in general like men the way men and women play sports is so different because men tend to play with like brute strength and brute physicality like that's how they play sports women tend to play smarter like so that's how that's part of it I what am I saying right now I don't know (laughs) but I think that's one of the biggest differences and I don't it doesn't really like make me angry unless it happens or it comes out about in a way where Emily's just saying where they don't like they look her off all the time because she's making a smarter cut, not necessarily like the cooler cut or the most athletically inclined cut, but it's probably the smarter decision overall. Yeah, I think guys tend to be a lot more risky and um, like throwing a deep, not gonna lie, running for a deep cut is my favorite part of ultimate besides pulling. Like go- throwing deep cuts is my favorite thing. Like, we love it. It's not that we don't like that. It's that, like, they choose to do that at, like, they choose, they take more risks in throwing deep cuts where, like, it's not always the best idea, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I mean, I, I mean, probably, like, even if you've never played mix, you probably see it if you watch, like, mixed YouTube videos, like, for, like, club or, like, I yeah. even seeing it in uh, like summer league or like uh, winter league. You see it all the time, and it's like, and even some guys who like 
maybe are like more cutters they don't handle for like whatever team mm-hmm. they're like they're wide open like they don't want to contest everyone all the time too and it's always the people with the discs that make the horrible decisions and they're always the guys which is horrible yeah. but uh basically give the ladies their equal rights guys come on yes. share the love just throw us the disc please if you, if you we can win, do sky battles too we can play frisbee too Amen. i'll outthrow any of you god just facts bro yeah and like it's just like i mean i'd rather win a game like 15 to 3 and if it's all undercuts and you use the ladies for every other like pass you know like these like quick unders and you just win the game like that I'd rather do that than win a game like 15, 14, and it's just like 50, 50 skies the whole time. Exactly. Like it's, more, it's more fun to play skilled ultimate than to huck it deep and hope for the best. Yeah. Yeah. You can have fun either way. I feel like it's more fun with – it's less injury prone, right? Because you're not like Facts. laying out for a disc the whole time. It's these easy undercuts. They're pretty easy quick cuts, and then you, you catch it, you stop, and you get a second to breathe at least. It's yeah. like – it's it can be really simple and just utilizing the women you have on your team who you guys are very skilled you guys are at the top of your level for women and it's like if you're not using them it's like well you're not going to win it's just kind of like that exactly like, not to say like, that we don't throw deep either because or make deep cuts either because like emily and i on the field we just make any shred of eye contact emily's I'm going deep and i'm hucking it <laughs> and most of our points this past season were off of fast breaks yeah you so, like, yeah, it's not to say that we don't go deep because we do a lot. Yeah, when you watch, like, highlight videos and things and you see all the guys, like, doing all that crazy stuff, girls do that, too. We just, we don't do it as much because we're making smarter plays. Yeah, when I played softball, our coaches were always saying, like, in, in the outfield, you always see, like, outfielders highlights sports center top tens, like, how players die for the ball and how that makes and they make the crazy catch and that makes top 10 and our coaches were always like you shouldn't have to be you shouldn't have to make a diving catch you should be calculating yeah. in your head where that batter is going to hit the ball so that you're in your spot and can make an easy catch yeah so true it's I have not one just more. that oh go ahead Emily. go ahead no you go you go well uh, back to alex's point like the idea of team sports especially in terms of whether it's baseball or frisbee like specifically in baseball and softball, even if that person makes that diving catch, there are 26 other outs in the game that your team has to get, right? And if you mm-hmm. can't hold any, everybody on your team accountable, then like, you're really not playing a winning version of any sport, right? Like, yeah. You know, if you have to rely on one player or one play, then you've already lost. Yeah, like, you know, I – I've had the chance to play with and against Emily, whether it's like practices, scrimmages and stuff like that. And I've had the chance to play with and against all of you. And I consider all of you better ultimate players than me. So it's just kind of weird when like people will like throw to people my skill level and below me, but then they'll look off you guys. It's just like, I just don't understand it. Now don't sell yourself short, Eli. You're good. Yeah, for real, dude. No, yeah, I, I get that I'm a decent <laughs> ultimate player, but I do consider all of them better players than me. And they have been. And they've shown it. I mean, same here. Like, I don't. I'm not. I'm not amazing. I just. I just have. Uh, I just have the male uh, physicality. I guess that's all I have. I'm. I'm a big guy, but I'm not as smart as these ladies. I'm like, you like laying out. Stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> I basically belly flop. It's not a layout. It's a belly flop on turf. That's what uh, my layouts look like. 
Play out to layout, man. Oh, oh no, Emily! <laughs> we no. lost her. <laughs> uh, uh, we'll keep going. I'll just I'll invite her back. Um, so for those who don't know, Emily warned us that her internet might fail. So uh, she's uh, <laughs> she got. Um, I'll resend I'll resend the link for her. But um, oh man. So I, one thing I do want to ask, well, we can ask Emily when she gets back. Um, what do you guys think of playing with guys? Is it different? Because I know you guys probably, any team sport you've ever played, it's always been with like women or women-based. And now you guys are like sharing the field with guys. Is it different? Is it harder? What is there like unique takes you have on it? What about that? Um, I wouldn't say it's more difficult, but it's definitely more fast-paced than a mm -hmm. women's game. I feel like women take more time to like, get things going but men are just like let's go let's do it yeah like it's 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 way more fast-paced than i think there's a little more plotting in women's frisbee yeah which is why it takes a little bit longer um but yeah i don't think it's necessarily harder it kind of goes back to like the physicality thing where you're on the field and you're making a cut and then a guy comes in and like lays out to take it and you're like okay that was unnecessary you didn't need to do that i think dangerous plays happen more often because of men like coming in and doing their thing and yeah I don't know I don't know how to talk today I'm it's, sorry no it's also different just like throwing to men and compared yeah. to women like when you throw to men you can like put it a few feet ahead of them and they're probably gonna get it anyways because they'll throw their body on the line any day and then throwing to women it's more like I gotta place it like really nice well that's no, no, you're good. That was gonna say that's another thing too is that when you like ha play with women, I feel like it's it makes you makes you better. Like not only do you utilize people that have different skill sets because you guys are probably more accurate throwers and smarter versus guys, you know, we just huck and set. But like you have when you're throwing too, it works on your skills like your small skills. Like if you just gotta get a disc exactly where you need to go, just throw it to your women. You, you get better that way. And there's there might be turns here and there, but that's how you get better. Yeah, guys are so important to the game of ultimate, and people don't realize it. And that's the team. Thanks, Mike. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but like when we had a, like a mixed tournament, right? So, one the one team we played, I think it was Navy. Navy. They did Navy. not use their women at all. Oh, they yeah. had they had good women, but they like never used them. They were always throwing to the guys. So we were like, well, let's just use our women. Let's like turn this around on them and use our women and win the game. And that's what we did. We were like, let's put more women on the field than them. And they're not going to use their women, but we're going to use ours. So, like, let's do it. And if, when, you, when you run through your women when you're against a team that you, that works on, it's so important, but teams don't do it. Amen. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, is, like, if – okay, so one of the things of ultimate is you want to win, right? Every team, no matter mixed or, or single sex, every team wants to win, right? And so when you can find the disadvantage in one team, like we did with Navy, where they didn't use, use their women. So all we did was we poached off them, and we had, like – two guys on some of their better players. It was, it was really easy where we just like, we used their disadvantage. They didn't want to use their women. So we used that to our advantage and we won the game. It's that simple. So like you not using you guys and utilizing your women means you're going to lose like 99% of the time. It's yes. So glad I came back to you guys talking about that. Cause that's what I was going to bring up. Yes. Go okay. on. Yes. <laughs> How was the Wi-Fi? Is it okay? Um, it went out completely, so I restarted the router and it didn't work. So now I'm on my phone using data, which is fine because I have unlimited. But okay. Okay. so we should be fine for the rest of the podcast, hopefully. All right, All right. we'll, we'll see. <laughs>
um, so we were, yeah, we were just talking about um, how it's important to use women. Uh, and we also asked, like, is it different playing with men? Because, like, you guys grew up your whole life playing with women probably your whole life. And now you have, a, you share the field with them. So I was just wondering your thoughts. What do you think? It's definitely different to play with men. I think that you have to, as a woman, you have to be a lot more aware of your surroundings. A hundred percent. Like, there's been so many times when I have gone um, to contest a deep shot and I see a guy coming and I will literally just stop because, like, personal safety, like, I'm going to get wrecked and I can't afford to get injured like that. Like, even when um, we were doing, like, the little end-of-the-year um, mixed scrimmage with just the, the two Towson teams and I got wrecked by um, an older player. Like, Jeff? Probably, Jeff? Honestly, probably, yeah, Jeff. Honestly, probably concussed. Like, Ooh. I hit the ground so hard. Like, I, um, I think he was, definitely making, concussed. he was making an upline cut, and I was coming from the sideline to D it, and I didn't see him at all. Like, just a freak thing. Like, neither of us saw each other, and I just got knocked straight to the ground. Like That's, like, a real thing, too. Like, girls that go for, like, those deep shots, and then men are just like, all right, no, I'm taking it. And they run past you, and they just take it from you. When you could honestly, yeah, like it's it's scary to sometimes be in a situation around like large men. Like Jeff is like twice my size easily, um, so I think that's definitely something that's different about playing with guys. And then just what we talked about before, like um, the bigger risk takers. Like sometimes, like with the team, like sometimes you just gotta accept that that's what they're gonna throw, so that's what you gotta cut for. Honestly, um, but I really enjoy playing mixed a lot. I thought about. Um, switching to women's club this summer but mixed is just I don't know if it's just my team fleet that I really enjoy the people that's like a big part of it um but mixed is just like a completely different opportunity because I play women's like for college all year so I think it's fun to play women's like um in the fall and spring and then mixed over the summer just to mix it up a little bit yeah I bet it, I don't, I don't know about you guys. Is it more fun to play with just women? Do you guys feel like it's a better environment, safer? What do you think? I enjoy women, I enjoy women's frisbee more than mixed, but also, I mean, I had a complicated relationship with club, but. <laughs> yeah. I think going from playing mixed over the summer to back to playing women's in the fall was kind of like, I don't want to say frustrating, but a little like get adjusting from like that fast paced environment to where you're doing all this risky stuff back to like slow it down and think about yeah. it was kind of like a weird transition. So I don't know. I definitely like mixed because it makes me better personally. Like it just makes me like a more confident player and stuff like that. But I think that I also think has carryover too because you have like with club, you have people who've been playing for a while, and then mm. once you go into fall, you have all the rookies that you're bringing in who most of them have never played before. So you have to do that too. Yeah. yeah. So I, can get I think it depends on the people a lot too. Like I love playing for Fleet because it's like, um, there's a lot of older people. So I learn so much from them that like, and I'm so grateful to them. Um, and I think the other thing is that like mix makes makes me a good cutter and it makes me work hard at making good cuts I think but I think that women's in college forces me to be a more skillful player like I think mix makes me um maybe faster and have better endurance and like overall fitness is better but 
college women's is definitely more skillful because you take on so many different roles on a women's team that like you might not be able to do on a mixed team because of the gender differences I think I would agree with that completely and it's like on uh, when I played when I played uh for mixed I would only cut ever so it definitely made me faster uh, and stronger like make like just agility and stuff like that but when I had to come back to women's and be a handler it was different because I could take all of that like physical stuff that I learned from playing mixed and put that into handling but I would never be able to handle on a mixed team yeah hmm. that's interesting no I do, I do I feel like the one thing I do relate to is you were talking about the struggles of going from like club to like back to like college season that's tough. That was that tough. change in in playing level is I struggle it's, with it so much every fall. Yeah, because club is yeah, so I get text competitive. From Emily and I'm just like ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's bad. I even like even so my freshman year. I, I by my freshman year before I even came to Towson, I was I already played a year of club with Bomb Squad, and it was like because I had emailed X and X is like yeah go try out for these scrubs. And it was actually really fun. <laughs> and so I had played already, and it's like even just freshman year going in, just one like like summer of just playing club, I was like, oh my god, like, are you serious? Is this the competition? Because I was at that <laughs> level already, and then you just drop. It was surprising, but uh, but I mean, once like you play a little bit, you kind of get used to it. I think it it is still annoying sometimes, but uh, it's also fun because it's you're at college and you're having fun with your friends. So yeah, fun. yeah. The first like two weeks back is like oh no <laughs> hardest to get through. But then like once you like start getting to know people and like build those relationships, then like the difference in level doesn't matter. Yeah, and then other schools are going through the same thing, so it's like exactly it's on the yeah. same level. Yeah, just you personally, you're like oh gosh, everyone's slower right. <laughs> <laughs> going yeah. from like a club pra club practices and stuff and then coming to a hammer time practice and I just want to like show off or something but I can't because the rookies are there and I can't I can't do that to the rookies <laughs> and like club you practice less during the week usually or at least around here yeah than you do for college so when you have that like one or two club practices and you come back to three or four a week the one to two, you're going so much harder because you have so much less practice time and you're like, I need to get my stuff in now. And then come back and you have more practices throughout the week. So you kind of got to pace yourself. It gets yeah. weird. Yeah. Cause like you want to go, you want to go, you want to go ball out at practice, but like, yeah, you, you can't be the right, It's not the right environment to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't scare people off either. You can't be hand blocking rookies. You can't just day. sky a rookie and be like, like that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, crazy. All right, Eli, you got you want to ask something? Cause uh, yeah, um, so uh, this this can be answered by any or all of you. Um, but other than playing frisbee in the off season, what what do you do to try and like improve your game? Whether that's like spot throwing or just going out and playing disc golf or stuff like that. Uh, what what do you generally like to do to go ahead and like get yourself ready for the season I do I try to I may I focus more on college season like that's where I enjoy myself more so that's kind of what I prioritize throughout the year I kind of think of summer as that's not necessarily off time 
but where I get to like mentally reset and take a little bit of my brain off Frisbee so that I don't get burnt out or anything Yeah. and focus on like, what's that word? Uh, is it cross training? Is it cross training? It might be cross training, but like doing other things that are physical outside yeah, of Frisbee. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 Like definitely throwing with friends and everything just because that's fun. Like yeah. I just enjoy going out to a field and throwing with friends but also like swimming because that's a great all around workout. There's yeah. running, even though I hate running. Oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah. And stuff like that. Just doing other things that aren't Frisbee that still keep you in shape. Throwing is very important to do. Yeah. So don't forget, very. You can't just forget how to throw. Yeah. That's the whole game. It's um, not riding a bike. It's not, <laughs> you forget. <laughs> yeah. It's 100%. Yeah. I also, I go out to like fields with like cones and stuff and just do some like agility stuff. Just any kind of drill I can do to keep myself like ready for running around on a frizzy field. Yeah, mm -hmm. that helps. Ladders I feel like for, are really good. <laughs> I feel like for me, like I honestly like never really have an off season to like work for because I play um, college in the fall, indoor in the winter. Then it's back to college, and then it's back to club and summer league. So I, I like, have, like, maybe, like, a month in between all of those things. So I honestly just, like, use that time to let my body recover because it can be, like, really taxing. But, like, but I'm like right now is, like, the longest I've ever gone without playing Frisbee. So I'm trying to do more, like, um, agility cutting stuff and throwing whenever I can get someone to throw with me because my family is not interested. <laughs> I feel yeah. I've been throwing by myself. I How do you throw do that? It. I just throw it really far and then run after it and then throw it in the <laughs> other direction. That's what I do when I practice bowls. Relatable. I have an I have an old soccer net like or like a soccer like frame, and I'm I want to do like a DIY. I'm gonna put like a like a like another net because the net we have is ripped. I'm just gonna like mm -hmm. practice throwing to that. You know, like stepping out. So like yeah. Finding, like, you can a, set up like targets to hit or something. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. I had like this is old Rowan video of him like in his house and he put like a sheet over a door frame and he just like threw into that and I was like, that's actually pretty genius. Like you can Yeah, there's a lot of ways to get creative to throw by yourself. I just have not been bothered to look them up. <laughs> Low key unrelated, but Rowan McDonald should have a TikTok because his content is perfect for that platform. Oh. Like he does these little like one minute throwing videos on his Instagram or on YouTube. TikTok would be perfect for that. And the the video he posted today on his Instagram, where he just like threw it up in the air, sat in a chair and caught it, like that's perfect TikTok material. Yeah. Oh my god. That's also like good exposure for the sport, bro. Like all these yeah. young people on TikTok seeing frisbee videos, they're gonna be like, oh, I want to go play that sport. Yes. I got into so I got into frisbee called. because I saw a Brody Smith video on YouTube. In yeah. middle school and I was obsessed with it for a summer and then I didn't have anything around here where I grow up so I waited till college to play yeah. but yeah TikTok TikTok could be that platform that could that could be for the next generation like what Brody Smith and YouTube was for me frisbee in the Olympics frisbee <laughs> in the Olympics bro. yes please I don't think it's happening 2024 but uh 2028 maybe I don't know if they voted on that yet the Greek they team, Mike. Like, the Greek like, team. Uh, yeah, Mike played the Greece. Something. Me and Yami. <laughs> skateboarding and surfing are in the this coming one. They were some yeah, if they happen. really annoyed me. I was like, really, this over ultimate? But I can't remember now. Honestly, I felt the same way. But, like, respect to Tony Hawk, you know? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Tony Hawk. No. I'm gonna be real sad when. Uh... We need Rowan Can he sponsor us? Wait, have you guys seen the, the Have you guys seen the meme where it's like my face when I have to kill Tony Hawk in the race? Yeah. One? <laughs> I'm gonna eat the rich and I have to eat Tony Hawk. <laughs> like Google my face when I have to kill Tony Hawk. It's like the first thing that comes up, and he like t- he like replied to the tweet. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. he's like, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, he like, said, I appreciate the hesitation, Mo. Yeah. Oh man. Alright, so what we need is Rowan to be the Tony Hawk of Ultimate. Yeah. When well, I gotta yes. kill Rowan McDonald with the wrist. <laughs> it's like the Wesley okay. Snipes image where he's just crying. <laughs> this past week, SportsCenter posted that clip of Rowan doing that crazy toe-in in the end zone, and then Brody Smith replied to it, and he was like, doesn't count because of this rule. And it to me it came off as so salty. And I sent it to Emily. Oh, that was so petty. It was so, it was so petty. petty it was so petty. And I sent it to Emily. He was like, don't make, er, and the AUDL replied to him saying like, what the, I, I, they kind of like defended Rowan a little bit. And he said, don't make me come back and sky everyone. And I was like, that's ridiculous. And I Brody sent Smith it to Emily. has no more Frisbee clout. He's that's, done. He doesn't. I sent it to Emily and I was like, his glass knees wouldn't allow him. <laughs> yeah. Uh-uh. He's, he's done. He's done. Uh, he's nope. off to disc golf now. Yeah. Like, he's got a whole disc golf sponsorship and everything. He's, he's trying to he doesn't belong here anymore. He's out. We he don't, he we don't quit Frisbee. Him. He quit <laughs> Frisbee to, like, try and do a golf career, and then yeah. that wasn't really panning out. So he was like, all right, I guess I'll just do disc golf. And now that's his thing. And <laughs> I mean, look, disc golf, don't wrong with disc golf. We all like disc no. golf in there, right? I but, love disc golf. Disc golf is so fun. Brody, man. Brody's making it horrible. He really is. I loved him for so long, too. And then actually playing Ultimate, and just like, I hate him. That was one of the first things I learned when I came to Towson. I think it was like, it was like Kevin or Anthony was like, how do you learn about Frisbee? And I was like, oh, well, I saw Brody Smith. And they're like, yeah. step one, don't ever watch a Brody Smith video ever again. Yeah. I really <laughs> he taught me how to throw. And then after that, I was like, see ya. Yeah. He taught me to throw and I did. <laughs> yeah. He goes to Brody Smith. Brody Smith. Jerk. Oh my God. Um, by the way, before I forget. So at the end of every podcast, we have the guests make the title for the episode so if you guys oh. want to be thinking while we're talking and stuff you have like an idea or whatever like ghosting be. brody smith <laughs> yeah <laughs> killing tony hawk killing tony hawk <laughs> episode eight the wi-fi strikes back <laughs> yes for real though yeah so like like whatever whatever titles like that are perfect so if you want to keep those like thoughts in just wondering just a heads up because like at the end we'll ask all right um, we gotta live up to last week because last week's title was so Top good. notch, like that was the best one yet. Really Last week's we gotta be on that level. Slacked. We can't okay. slack. We gotta at least maintain. Yeah. Uh, you guys yeah. gotta keep up with the lady standards. The standards. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Jude yeah. and Danny set them high. Facts. Yes. Facts. All right, uh, Eli, you got some more questions? I I know you had a, a few. Uh yeah. So I wanted to get you guys' uh, feelings on killing Tony Hawk in the race one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, uh, I, I wanted to know uh, personally things that each of you wanted to work on, whether that's something that you can do or cannot do um, during, like, the break, whether it's mental or physical. Like parts of our Frisbee game? Yeah, or- like parts of okay. your Frisbee game. So, like, okay. one thing for me is, like, I really wanted to work on, um, like, 
just like good, good positive mental. Cause uh, Tree brought me on the team to be like, like kind of like an energy guy, someone who doesn't play that many points, but like can provide energy off the bench and is always vocal. And I really felt that I did not live up to what he and the team needed me to do. So I'm just like reading a lot about like mastering like emotions and just like myself during the game. Eli, you're like the best pipe man ever. For real though. Honestly. Yeah, but I, I, I did a really bad job on the bench this season. I mean, you also had like half of your season taken away from you. So I know. So what, like that's only what you guys went to one tournament. Yeah. We yeah. have a bad yeah. season overall. So I wouldn't even put that on yourself, Eli. That's not on you at all. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're Mr. Sunshine on the team. How could you be? How could you really is. Yeah. Eli is the morale guy. Eli, I, I'm tired of this self slander on this podcast. No, no yeah, it's just real. something that I really oh wanted yes. to work on, Mike. Like truly, <laughs> self love like, only. I, I positive vibes. Yeah, positive yes. vibes. No, it's okay, Eli. I get it. I get it. I was I was kind of like that this year too. It was it was a tough year, but uh, you know what? Corona gave us a reset, so uh, we'll take it while we can. But uh, yeah, no, I like that. That's a good question. I yeah. What do you guys think? What's what is something you guys need to improve on? I think I need to work on my defense, honestly, because I I play O line for club, and that made me lazy. I think <laughs> on defense. Um, I think that like I don't necessarily like always um, contest unders as much as I should. Like I'm always, I tend to like um, be a step behind them to protect the deep. Um, because I'm more worried about getting them getting a big huck in tons of yards instead of the end cut. So I don't, I think I need to focus more on, um, not necessarily like, um, like sometimes I just tend to like let the end cut go because I'm like, oh, well, it's only like five yards, so why does it matter? But honestly, like if you can protect that cut, then they don't get the flow to keep going. So I think that's something I need to work on. But I know that's kind of hard to do. Um, by yourself because you can't really run drills to defend people but I think if you just uh, work on like footwork type agility drills then I think that would be beneficial yeah um for me I this was my first semester ever handling um so stepping into that position was something I was just getting used to and I wish I had more of an opportunity to like go farther with that before next year but um one thing specifically is I tend to holster some throws just because I'm not confident in them. Like there were multiple times where someone went deep for like a, a flick hook and I couldn't, I just didn't throw it because I wasn't confident in it. So I, I really wanted to work on that and become more confident in my throws and just like throw them, like be able to just go for it. And I don't really know. I mean, I can just throw to myself and try to do that. <laughs> I really, I don't know. I'm missing those in-game like opportunities to like get that experience. Yeah, I think me. Um, definitely, it's definitely both mental and physical because um, my defense is trash. But it's gotten so much better though. I know. Like that. That's what. I, that's where I was going with it too. Is I for some reason like my defense has always been trash. I'm slow. I'm bad at running. That's why I'm an O-line handler. And I, for the longest time, didn't think I could do defense. And then one time at one tournament in the fall, I started doing a little bit better. And I was like, wait, I can actually do defense kind of. And then one tournament 
this spring, I we were playing Delaware and who, which is a really really good team, and this one girl, we were in the end zone, and for some reason I laid out and deer. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. It's probably never gonna happen again. Mm-hmm. But that was just such a huge confidence boost that like I can actually play athletic defense, and then that kind of lit a fire under my butt. And then another tournament, we were playing this one game and I kept, I was doing really well, like guarding the upline and being a girl and um, just being a more athletic player on defense is, it was, it was, I was doing, it was on the up, I would, Jesus. You were ascending as a defense player. Yeah, my defense was, on the rise and then yeah it was there you go thank you for that word I forgot it but my defense was really improving and then corona happened and stopped our season so I'm worried that my momentum's gone so I'm trying to just just chase just chase your younger brother Bryce around the house (laughs) it's literally the same thing he hides in his room all the time although we played basketball for like four hours yesterday and that was fun I kept bodying him did you did you just post up on him yeah I kept bodying him like I (laughs) if I could dunk I would have dunked on him you should just lower the rim to like six feet and then just yeah. every time <laughs> just play make it take it and score Smash the first basket. Face. Yeah. Yep. Dang. One thing I was thinking of too is that I think it goes underrated. Um, is that one thing people I think really helps game is not even like the physical aspect or the mental aspect, but it, it's more like understanding film and watching like mm-hmm. especially yeah. plays and watching other teams. Like, I know, I still don't know how to watch film. And so it's like, I miss what when we were on the team because, like, I don't know about you guys, but I know the guys' team, we would, like, have film sessions sometimes, especially closer to, like, sectionals or regionals. And so it's like, if we can, if watching film was stressed more, I think we would all be better players. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I don't know, have you guys even, like, film too? Mm-hmm. Like, I know we've all been watching Callahan videos. I, I, I know Slaughter has. But, uh, <laughs> like, watching all these old videos, it's like, man, like, I can really look forward to, like, seeing film and, like, understanding, all right, this guy typically does this, and, like, understanding your defense. It's kind of interesting. Watching yeah, I think watching so film is, like, beneficial because, like, um, it's not even necessarily, like, to get a jump on your opponents. Like, if I'm playing Georgetown, I don't necessarily have to watch Georgetown film, but you can use film to, like, help you see how the field works and how to position yourself to be more successful, I think. Yeah, a lot of it is, I think, identifying patterns on the field, not necessarily exclusive to that team, but identifying like how a certain stack is run and how you can run it yourself and how certain things trigger other things and how you can capitalize off of these certain movements. I think that helps a lot. It gives you like, especially some teams that film with drones, oh my God. That is so useful. I know. Wow. I watched the I watched the Duke. Um, I don't remember her name, but Duke's Callahan nominee. Yeah. Like, their film was with drones, and I was like, "What is going on? Like, who has the budget for that?" <laughs> yeah, but it was so great seeing the stack from like a bird's eye view and being able to like not even just from that player herself, but like seeing the team as a whole run through yeah. that bird's eye view was so cool, and I think could be crazy useful. Um, we gotta get film on also, that. yeah. Also, just gotta get a drone. What's that? Like, 
<laughs> watching film also just motivates like it motivates me like I yeah. when we had in-person classes I would sit in class and just instead of listening to my lecture watch prison <laughs> and so it's highly recommend like, my classes now what are you talking about <laughs> but yeah. yeah so like watching games like when um club nationals were happening and everything I was like, oh my gosh all of that. yes I I loved watching those games so yeah. I just seeing people like putting their body on the line, like, laying out, throw, like, it just motivates you to, like, I want to do that. Like, seeing people, like, lay out D, I want to lay out D so bad now. It's just watching people do it. And it yeah. just makes you, like, think, like, I'm going to do that next time I play. Yeah. True. Also, yeah, like, we should do more film sessions. I agree with that. We don't, we, yeah, like, I don't think never, we've really we done never watch one. Yeah. Uh -uh. yeah. Ideas for next year. I got you. Yeah, there you go. That, that in the book um i think what is fun is like watching not only like it's easy to watch the good teams you can watch like good club teams or you can watch like good college teams but also watching like the teams that are like falling behind or you can tell where like the I, I don't want to call them bad teams because every team is good in some way it's like the teams that are struggling for a game or two when you watch those clips you're like all right well where'd they go wrong that helps too yeah mm -hmm. Because uh, usually that team that's struggling is us. <laughs> so we're not, what we're doing wrong can help make us better in a way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll see, I'll see like videos of myself playing and I'm like, ew, I look like that. And then I'll watch videos of people like a Callahan video or something or just some game film. And I'm, I'm like, okay, that looks way better. I need to look like that. I want to look like that. So then I'm in my head like trying to figure out how to do that. And it's, yeah, it helps. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're having a great conversation so far. So I am gonna change things up a little bit. Instead of having a conversation, I think we're gonna do a game. I'm gonna implement a yes! game. Yes, game. So, last week, last week we did a game, and it, I felt like it was pretty successful. Um, but this week we're gonna do something similar. And so this was kind of brought up by uh, Joseph DePaula, aka Tree. Tree. So he had asked me after last week's episode. He was kind of upset that we didn't even mention the coaches or like what it's like to play with them so uh because of that i'm gonna i'm gonna switch it up a little bit so i have a list of 15 questions and they're like they're based off of like playing with them or be, being coached by them or in some way being uh in some way where they influenced you in a way and so we're gonna have it's gonna be multiple choice and i'm gonna go through 15 questions and i want to hear your guys responses and then at the end i'm gonna add them up and the person with the most the coach with the most like accolades i guess i don't know we're gonna shout them out in the podcast um uh, so the, the the multiple choice i have it's five multiple choice you get kara yeah i'm gonna write these options down oh, yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah same. Uh, i have a sticky notepad so we have kara shalden i think it's how you pronounce it right i think so yeah uh we have jeff hawk um uh joseph DePaulo or tree we call him tree um and then we have kilo and skunk um, wait mike am i playing too yeah you like you can play too yeah let me think about this Kara, I'll, I wrote the Jeff, question. I'll, I'll just record but uh tree skunk kilo yeah yeah, kilo, yeah and that should be okay. five yeah all right. all right i'm so excited for this all right it's gonna be so fun um, it's also funny. So I wrote this down. I wrote, I'm taking like notes right now. The the three ladies. Your initials spell C. It's S E A. Whoa. If you put it. Itchy in vibes. So you guys are like you guys are the wave 
Uh -huh. I'm gonna put my hat on since we're talking about the ocean. Oh yeah. Costume it doesn't change. fit my head. It doesn't. <laughs> How do I look? All right, Is you guys cute? ready for this? You guys ready? Yes. For this? All right, I wanna. Okay, I'm gonna start this off. So. Who do you guys think is the biggest discog you've ever played with? <laughs> or, or think is, if you guys have never played with them, like, or at least for a long time, who do you think is the biggest discog? Okay, so for me, I, I've never played with Kilo, but I feel like it, it'd be, a, my brain's going between Jeff and Kilo. Okay. What do you think? Well, final answer, Slaughter. What do you think? I can't stop. Okay. <laughs> Since I've, since I've seen Jeff play and played with him, I'll go Jeff. Okay, Jeff, all right. Um, I don't, I wouldn't call him like a, a discog, but I think I'm going to say Jeff because when we played Summer League with him, he was just always the one in the end zone. Like, oh, he was Fair. always yeah. in the end zone. Okay. I, I want to say, I want to say Kilo, and I want, and I want to say she deserves to be a discog because she was yeah. a killer handler back in the day. She, she was 100% so good. deserves to have the disc in her hand all the time. Nice. Okay, so we got a cute. We got two Jeffs and a Kilo. Eli, what do you think? Uh, because he's my main option for throwing back to in zone. I pray that he hogs the disc. Uh, I go with tree. Okay, <laughs> a tree. All right. And that's okay. So that's interesting. So we got two Jeffs, a Kilo, and a tree. All right. So next one I have is the best teammate. Who's the best teammate you've had? Skunk, hands down. Skunk. Skunk and Kara. Skunk. Skunk and Kara. I would agree with that. Okay. I love Kara. I miss her so much. Oh, yeah. Oh, that little, I can't pick between Skunk and Kara. They're both, like, so, <laughs> they, like, hype you up to no end, and they give you the most constructive criticism that, like, I've ever yeah. gotten back. I think like, I'm they are Kara. so helpful in understanding the game that, like, oh, bro. Kara was Kara. so Kara was so instrumental to me in my first year, like building my confidence with Frisbee because when I played softball, my confidence was shot. I was a, I was a bench player, but like a really good bench player enough to like to my own horn. But um, I, my confidence with softball was shot or my confidence with sports in general was shot because of softball. And then I came into Frisbee and Kara just kept building me up and like telling me I was, what I was doing well, what I was doing wrong. And when I was doing wrong, she did it so nicely that it was constructive, but it also didn't like crush my spirit. And that was just instrumental to me getting into Frisbee and staying with it. Like she was just, she was just best. Oh my God, I love her. I yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm changing to Kara. Kara. <laughs> I'm gonna say Kara. I never played with her like on a team, except for summer league because that was the year before me. But um, when I was at fleet tryouts and stuff, she would say like nice things to me on the field and stuff. So I really appreciated that. So I'm saying you like get in your bag. Kara's the first one to come over to you and be like, "Knock it off, snap out of it." <laughs> oh, one. You're doing great. That's good. I yeah. I mean, only experience I ever had was with summer league, but she's she seems like a really good person. I bet she's a great teammate. Yeah. Right, Eli, what do you think? I, I gotta go with Kara because having her as a coach, like, my throws would not be where they are now. Like. The stuff, like the simple stuff that she teaches you in the game, whether it's like how to box out or just how to use your body properly, like she's really good at like explaining and like teaching those things. Mm -hmm. Like I could not do a proper upline for the life of me before like Kara told me. Well, that's a that's that's a Kara swept the board right there. Shout out Kara already. She's well deserved. Her. I miss her well so deserved. much. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. 
Uh, I know, like, we'll go back to college, like, because I play club with her, and I'll go back to college, and I'll just, like, look around for her and be like, where's Kara? Like, I can't play without her. Like, huh? Where'd she go? Shout out, Kara. Love her. All right, so the next one is the best passer. Who's got the, who's the best, the best disher? Who can dish out the disc the best? Kilo. Kilo. Kilo? Kilo. Kilo? Yeah, Kilo. throws our next level. Kilo. All right. She could do it in her sleep, for sure. Okay, okay. Quick Kilo, okay. Yeah. Uh, I think I just have to go with Tree again, because I've never seen Kilo throw. Okay, that's fair. All right. Bro, if she hadn't had, like, that wrist surgery, like, she would be unstoppable still to this day. Oh, my God, yeah. Injuries just taken away the prime athletes. Yeah. Kilo's like the mellow with Frisbee. <laughs> Injuries did her dirty. They really deprived no, us, Derek Rose. Deprived us of the Derek Rose. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's a, yeah, I don't know why I said mellow. Oh, my God. I was about to say, I Mike, you're gonna, Mike, you're going to have to bleep this out. <laughs> she scared me for a while my first year when she was coaching just because she was so good and it intimidated me. And I was like, he's going to make him trash. <laughs> but that was wrong. Kilo's great. I love her. Um, all right, so then best defender. So we did best passer. Who's the best defender? Skunk. Skunk. Yeah, skunk. 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 <laughs> oh my god. Every mix scrimmage, skunk puts the clamps on me, and it's the worst. Because <laughs> I'm just like, I just want to be open. Like, can you just give me an under? I just want to be open. He'll like, he'll no, stand moves, five man. yards towards the end zone, and I'll just make the undercut, and like, he still beats I'll be, you. I'll be like, three steps in, and he'll like, get in front of me and I'm just like <laughs> there were a couple crying. practices where like we didn't have enough girls for a scrimmage so skunk would play and he would match up against me every time and it is he's so good it's so frustrating he like, doesn't go he, easy he's fast he has quick feet and he knows exactly how to position himself like, when skunk plays with us at practice he doesn't like like even though it's our practice, he doesn't let us get the disc. No, he's in the end zone skying us. He doesn't. Yeah. Really, he doesn't care. And he low key is a, he's low key a disc hog when we let him play. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh man! Wow. Well, we love him for it. Yeah, skunk cleared the board again. Okay. Okay. Um. All right. Uh. So the fifth one is person who makes you better. Who's the person who makes you better on the team? Kara skunk. Ooh, I'm okay. gonna say skunk. We have two I mean, skunk sp- now because I don't play with Kara, but freshman year, like, Kara, again, was instrumental to me. Okay, okay. Eli, what do you have? Uh, I'm probably going to go with Tree. <laughs> okay. So far, so far for Eli, it's been Tree, someone else, Tree, someone else, Tree. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I going. No, I get it. I mean, I get it. I mean, we, we have Tree as our coach. I just think it's funny. All right, so we have two skunks for that one, a Kara and a Tree. Okay. Hey, can I change mine to skunk? Just because. Don't hop on the back bandwagon. Stay no, because I play with him. Now. Like he's, I've I played with him for the last two years. I played Kara with Kara for one in a summer. Okay, you know? so so skunk. Okay. All right, got it. All right, next one is the best coach or leader. So then this might be a, this might be a spec- specific one. Jeff. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Kilo. Okay, so we have a Jeff, a Kilo. This I kind of want to say, I kind of want to say Jeff. He was like 
he was an amazing captain for fleet last summer. He was so dedicated. Like he was always willing to like go out of his way to explain things to me. Um, like the best hype, like Jeff was a, a really good captain last summer. So I'm leaning towards Jeff. I think. I want to say Kilo just because I feel like, she, I don't know. She knows how to handle like, like handling a group of girl, college girls. It's hard. And yeah. she, yeah. she handles it. But I also want to say Skunk because he, of all of them, he like comes over to me and he like gives me little tips on like specific things that I'm doing that I'm like, oh yeah. yeah like, so. Skunk and Kilo definitely kind of have some sort of good cop, bad cop. Yeah. Dynamic. And it works, you know? I love like, Kilo's, Kilo's not bad cop, but Kilo will tell you how it is. Skunk will sugarcoat it a little bit. Kilo will tell yeah. you straight up. Yeah. And I like that. Like, I come from, like, coming from my background of travel softball and everything, where coaches would straight up yell at you. Like, I like it. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you need he doesn't to yell, the, but, yeah, yeah, sometimes you need the brutal honesty from somebody. And I get that from Kilo, and I like it. All right, so, Steph, what was your final answer? What do you I'll, got? I'll go with Kilo. Kilo? All right, bet. Sorry, I cut you off. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. All right. The next one is, uh, who has the most fun? Who do you think has the Tree. most Tree. Tree. 100% tree. Tree. <laughs> tree. Love that man. So is it tree for everybody? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. That was, that was pretty good. That was pretty easy. <laughs> Let's just say Eli's pattern is still working, so. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, best work, work ethic. Who has the best work ethic? Oh. Like, this is like working out maybe on the field, like off the field kind of thing where they're always grinding to get better. I want to say Tree because watching him recover from snapping his ankle like at the beginning yeah. of at the beginning of June and then um, being ready to play. I think he played a couple points at sectionals. I think in um, whenever that is, in September, like he like shattered his ankle. Like he broke that and he was back within that like a short amount of time and he was like I like a hundred percent. His mentality was, was never shot. Like, yeah. he never once second guessed that he would be ready. He was just like, "I'm gonna be ready." Yeah. Bisectionals. Yeah. Guess what? Can so yeah. Can we give a shout out to Logan Call too? Yes, yes Logan. Logan. Coach Logan or keep grinding. Logan. Big day, big yeah. day. <laughs> big Not day, Coach big Logan. day. <laughs> Coach Logan for basketball team was exactly. wrecking his knee and then just being out here working and then to have his season. Oh, sad. Rest in peace. But, uh, but he's grinding. Yeah, he's special good. shout out. He's still grinding. Like that's my point. He's still grinding. He's still ready. He stays ready. He's yes. out there playing disc golf every day. <laughs> every day. Yeah. And then I see on his Snapchat those like one a.m. workouts in his driveway. Like I wish. Oh, yeah. I wish. I. <laughs> I could never. Yeah. All right. Um, that's true. So besides Logan, best work work ethic, I have Emily as tree. What do you guys? Who's the yeah. rest? Tree. Tree too. Tree. 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 Eli too. Okay. Eli, there goes your pattern. There goes pattern, Eli. Sorry. <laughs> now it's tree tree. All right. Aww. All right. Who think? Who do you think makes the stupidest decisions? Like, on the field or just as a human? I was thinking on the field, <laughs> but, I mean, it could be whatever. It's your, it's your opinion. <laughs> um, as Where's my I, Anthony pick? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, say Skunk just because um, he 
Pepper sprayed himself in the face yeah. during regionals last year, and it was really funny. Okay. We didn't do it on purpose. We were somebody had some mate. There, Elliot had some mace, and we were. She wanted to put it on her leg to see how it would feel, and he sprayed it on her, and there was like some back spray. And it like went to his eye. Oh god. <laughs> All right, so I'm putting skunk down for step. <laughs> You guys want that skunk or? Yeah, skunk takes that one hands down if he did that. Skunk I don't even have that to man. know about this. Yeah. All right, so skunk again. Everyone skunk. All right. Holy moly. Yeah. Wow, that's a, that's a fun story. All right. Oh, man. Shout out skunk. Shout out skunk. <laughs> We're just going to get like a clickbait title. Skunk sprays himself. You just put like a picture of him going like this. <laughs> skunk and pepper spray. No context. No, You don't even know that it's about a person. Yeah, Sk- skunk sprays himself. People are like, "What?" <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Oh yeah, dang. All right, I guess it, I guess it was destined then. Um, <laughs> all right, who do you think calls the most fouls? Jeff. Jeffrey. Jeff Tree. So I said Jeffrey. Sorry. Oh, I thought you said Tree. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> all right, Jeff. We got a Jeff already. All right. What do you guys? What do you guys think? Dude, I haven't seen any of those coaches call fouls. Yeah, I don't even know. Are those yeah. always yelling at us to call fouls. <laughs> we don't. I don't know the rules to this game that we play, I so mean, I don't. I can't call fouls because I don't yeah, know. I'm always afraid is. to call a foul because I'll be like, I don't want to be a wimp. Every single time something happens, I look immediately to Kilo on the sidelines, and he'll give me like a oh. And then if you the don't f- call it, Kilo's just yelling at you like, "That was a foul." Okay, so, first it, time I call. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Seth. Go ahead. The first sorry. time I ever called a foul in game was um, a strip during club season, and I was like, "Do I call it?" I looked over at Connie on the sideline, was like, "Do I call it?" I don't know. And she was like, "Just do it, Steph." And she called it for me off the sideline, and the girl was just like, "Sure." <laughs> sure. Because I was like, "Oh my I don't, god, I don't know what to do." It's my first time calling fouls. <laughs> at a home tournament, I was marking this girl, and she. Was it American? I think it was American. And we were playing, we were get, starting to get a little physical and she called a foul on me. And I was, <laughs> I was like, I don't think that was a foul. Cause I, I just, we both went up for a disc and I fell on her after the disc like went away. And she was going to call, she called a foul on me. And I was like, I don't, I'm, I'm going to stick with my guns and say, I'm going to contest it. And then I looked at Kilo to make sure. And she was like, <laughs> like, that was not a foul. That was not a foul. That's the most reassuring thing to get the clap instead of the glare. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, Kilo's glare. Oof. <laughs> but for the question, I'm gonna say uh Kilo just because she also makes us stand on the end zone to make sure we're in <laughs> or the other team's oh, in. True. Yeah. She, like okay. every game we have yeah, Kilo. players on the sidelines standing at the end zone line like line, just like watching to see if they're in or not. That's crazy. <laughs> So, yeah, Kilo, because I don't think she would necessarily, she's not, like, you know how, like, Fish calls a lot of fouls all the time, and I like to make fun of him for it? Kilo's not like that. Kilo just knows the rules. Yeah. And Kilo's just firm. Kilo's firm in her rules. She will not bend for the sake of sportsmanship. She's like, that's the rule, and that's that. Yeah. I feel like Jeff's the same way, but playing with him for two years and doing summer league last year, like, I've just, like, seen him actively call more but he's like very knowledgeable about the rule book like he knows when it's about when it's not yeah so i'm gonna say jeff okay eli what do you have i don't like i've literally never seen any of these guys call fouls like, ever 
I mean, you can be like, if they argue fouls, like if they're like any kind of foul related thing, who do you think, if someone's going to get fouled, who do you think it'd be? And who do you think would contest it? It's probably Jeff because he goes for too many 50 50s. Like he just okay. busts deep and then skies Josh. <laughs> so I feel like maybe like one that he drops, he'll be like, you hit me on my arm, dude. <laughs> Even though he's like 10 feet above me by the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Josh could probably only reach his arm if they both jump like. <laughs> true, true. All right, all right. Uh, so the next one is who do you think gets the most hyped after they score? Tree. Tree or skunk? Okay. I feel like skunk's, he, I don't, like, unless it's like a really big point, then he might spike it. But skunk's like pretty, pretty calm after he scores, yeah. I feel like. Like, I feel like he gets more hype when other skunk people. Skunk just has score. a lot of energy in general. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say tree. Yeah, I say tree, though. Okay. Tree, tree. Alex, what do you think? Tree. Tree. All right. And then Eli. I'm going with Skunk. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Ooh. I don't know. I'm just like playing with Tree. He's like very like when we score, it's business because we should always expect to score. I also know we're always down when we score, so we never really have. Yeah, we never really get a chance to celebrate. So <laughs> other than that, it's usually it's usually pretty high. Um all right, who do you think is the most intimidating? Either to Kilo. you or, like, other Kilo. people. <laughs> Kilo. Kilo. Um, all right, Kilo. You got a Kilo, Kilo. Emily, what do you She's have? She's just so good. I was, like, terrified of Kara. But then once you get to know her, like, she is not intimidating at all. So Kara was my first thought, but, like, I think other people are more scared of Kilo. Oh, my God. My freshman year, I told Kara that she intimidated me, and she was so upset. <laughs> like, it really you know, hurt her to her core. Kara hates when people say that. She but really you isn't. Know her, like you, you know. She's that, just like, tall. She's, like, she's just tall and muscular. So, she's yeah, it's player. literally just the height. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you going with Kara or Kilo? Kilo. Kilo. I think Kilo. Kilo, Kilo yeah. still scares me sometimes. Kilo, yes. Kilo still. <laughs> I love her, but sometimes I'm just like. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I'll probably vote to Kilo too. Okay, who's the least intimidating? Probably skunk, for me. Skunk or Kara? I think it's tree. Okay. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna say tree. He just looks less intimidating. <laughs> it could his be- smile. He's just such a big softy. He's just like yeah. I feel like tree is the most likely out of all of them to like come up to you and start the conversation too. Like mm-hmm. I don't think skunk would necessarily do that. I get that. All right, so we got two trees. Uh, Alex and Eli. What do you think? So. Just because I am around Skunk more often, I'm going to say Skunk. Okay. Skunk. I have more experience with him. Sure. I'm going with Jeff because, like, Ooh. I don't know. He's just more willing to goof around sometimes. I get that. I see that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we have, we have, we're on to the two more, last two questions. So the second to last one is uh, who do you think you could hand block? Out of all all five coaches, who do you think you could hand block? Oh God! <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be disrespectful. <laughs> Get disrespectful up in here. I, Kara. <laughs> okay, Emily's a Kara. Okay. 
All right. Only because I think I have before in four lines. <laughs> yeah. I think same for me. Okay. Um, Who cares? Got it. I'm only going to say this because this is my logic here. <laughs> All of these other people are way bigger than me. Kara, I've played against Kara before, and I, she's just taller than me, just can reach like right around my body. It doesn't matter. So I'm going to say Kilo because we're the closest in size. <laughs> okay. Okay. That I think that's sense. fair. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Eli, what do you think? can't hand block any of these people. <laughs> yeah, same. I can't hand block in general. Like, here's the thing. Like, we've, we've gone through, we've gone through the marking gauntlet and literally, like, Jeff does, like, the split thing where, like, he just gets hella low and he just throws around me. Tree's thrown through my legs before, so. <laughs> oh, dang. Like. That's, that's dirty. That's that just hurts. Cool. <laughs> skunk, it just skunk, skunk just like big body rotates with his hips and then just gets around you so that's tough i've never seen kilo throw but I, like like she'd probably break me and then kara like she's broken me many a time <laughs> do you know how many marking gauntlets i did sophomore year where kara was just like you gotta stay up straight you gotta Correct. be on your toes and then just <laughs> right above my foot i'm like oh <sighs> uh. All right, well, Eli, let's let's put it this way. On let's one of these coaches is at their their worst day. They like are at like their least peak. They're like it's a slow day. They had an hour of sleep. Like w at that time, who am do I allowed to be the apex and cup? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this is this is the only way I think I can get a hand block, and it would probably be it would probably be against Tree, and that's only if he's throwing to us. Okay. All right. All right. So Tree, you going with Tree? Yeah. All right, that, okay. That sounds about right, yeah. Sorry, Tree. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right, and last but not least, um, who do you think you could sky on a good day? My Katapanos. That's not <laughs> My Katapanos. Everybody votes Mike. Everybody votes Mike. I vote Mike. You guys are really mean to me. <laughs> I couldn't help myself, I'm sorry. We're, we're just trying to improve your mental, Mike. <laughs> You gotta get you stronger. <laughs> no, nah, like, I get I get skied by all these people. So that's the podcast title: Skying Mike. Sky <laughs> Guess who skied Mike sky this Mike. time? <laughs> it's like a it's like a photo of Mike and then just us sitting on his back. Who <laughs> <laughs> skied Mike? Out of Sounds like an inspirational movie oh. about like 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 young teens like making it in the world. Skying Mike. <laughs> True life. I'm addicted to skying Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, but for real, low key, who, what, what coach do you think you could sky on a good day? I feel like Kilo, just cause height. Okay, Kilo. Can I say nobody and like really mean that? Yeah. Can I also say nobody and really? <laughs> I, mean that? There's no way I'm skying any people. Yeah. Right, Skunk got hops. Mike, you've seen me jump. Kara's tall. Jeff's tall. Either, but all I'm saying is like. I'm saying I'm thinking good day again like this is like bad day where they're like on an hour of sleep maybe maybe like they have like a broken leg like who are you <laughs> all right if you give me if you give me I'm still gonna say I'm still, like the literally Kara Kara was on a point with a boot and I still would not be able to sky her God. she played points in a tournament in a boot. oh I remember that at Mason she just pulled yeah and she and was there she was deep she was deep deep in the zone and she was still like messing people up in a boot, not even playing like that whole weekend. She just wanted to do that point. Dang. Like, okay. Is that like hoodie mellow, like boot Kara? 
Basically. Yes. Basically. Oh. All right. So Kara's a no, I guess. All right. So not Kara. Yeah. So so fa- so far, Emily put Kilo. Eli, you were leaning towards a tree with a broken ankle. Yeah, like, <laughs> like maybe when they were putting the cast on him, if you just threw the disc, like, to a point that he could not reach because he was on the medical bed, like, getting the cast applied, then, like, probably. Okay, okay. I, I don't even know then. <laughs> okay. I'll put you down for it just in case. Who do you think so? <laughs> I'll say Kilo again, just again because of the height aspect. Yeah. 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 Like, yo, Kilo's gonna come back and like. Okay, so that's the questions. That's it. Um, all right, Eli. If you want to ask another question to our lovely ladies, I'm gonna tally this up real quick. So. Okay. Um. This I I wanted to give you guys an option because all of you are growing into. Well, some of you are already upperclassmen, but uh, specifically for Steph, you're going to be an upperclassman for the first time this upcoming fall. Um, And I wanted to know what's one thing that you would like to instill in your team as like, kind of like a personality trait. Like what's one thing that you would like to leave on your team um, or like influence them and as like somebody who's going to be older now? Oh God. I want to be for rookies what Kara was for me. So like a comfort kind of thing? Well, just she was just kind of a beacon through the first year of Frisbee. Like, Mm -hmm. no matter where I was on the field or mentally with Frisbee or anything, I just I just looked up to Kara. Like like a center point almost. Like somewhere where you can look back on. Basically like a mentor, even if she wasn't really a mentor. She was... She was that person, that bitch, if you will. Yes. Um, I, like, still text Kara, like, yeah. Tuesday about things. Like, not even about, like, Frisbee things. Like, I'll ask her for, like, captaining advice all the time. Like, just she just, like, like a- encompasses, like, a player mentor, a captor mentor, a friend, like, someone to talk to. Like, she is just, God love her. Like, oh, yeah. what? Amen. Um, something I really, even this year, was, like, I really want the rookies to know like this is just how fun frisbee can be because i remember when i was a rookie my first tournament i mean i was still new to it i was like uh oh, do i like this i don't know and then i went to the first tournament and like we had the music on everybody was dancing like that first ukulele cheer i was like i'm, I'm hooked. Oh, my <laughs> favorite one i was like okay this is it like i'm staying here because it's just so fun and the people are so amazing and the community it's like it's just it's unlike any other sport i've ever played because like when i played volleyball people are mean people are like putting you down and it's like ugh. but then frisbee everybody is so nice even like a pot like this podcast like just a bunch of us coming together kahoot nights like it's just Movie yeah. Movie, yeah, like all that. Yeah. It's yeah. just our friends and like seeing the rookies this year, like they really embraced it and they really are like part of this team now and they're like and they're having so much fun and it's really good. Just it's like I want people to see that. It's but, funny stuff. The things you just mentioned too, like a lot of it's happening when we're not even at school. <laughs> like, yeah. We're not even with each other and we're yeah. still which is fun. All yeah. my friends are frisbee and like that kind of frisbee is what Freshman year, I was so close to dropping out because I hated it. I just hated it. I I wanted to go home. I wasn't making friends. And Frisbee 
once I found Frisbee and really got into it, I found my people, I found the sport that I love and it was just, a, it kept me at Towson. Like it's like kept me through college. And this year I was having a hard time and Frisbee really has been getting me out of it. Even though Frisbee took a lot of the heat with it. Um, Frisbee was the one thing that like, it's the one thing that keeps me sane in college. And yeah. going back to the part, like that, a lot of that has to do with Kara. Like Kara helped me through that first semester a lot and finding she's been great at finding the balance between like competitiveness and also like the team as a whole is your net like that's your people respect their like allow them to be there for you and just let you be you yeah Yeah. I think as a captain that's like one thing that I try to work on a lot like I am a very competitive person and I do want people to work hard but I think that always comes second to being a good spirited team not only like with other teams, um, but like within ourselves. Like I think having fun and having fun with the other team is like a big thing too. Mm -hmm. Cause that just means so much because it shows like how strong the Frisbee community is. Like you could be playing against a team and like be really frustrated with them like during the game and then halftime you're like all dancing together. Like Frisbee people just gravitate towards each other. And I think it's so much bigger than just playing a game and throwing the disc around like frisbee people are like a, they're a special breed man and it's mm-hmm. i'm so blessed to be part of this community yeah that's that's shout out to frisbee great, honestly great facts we just have we just all love each other and that's yeah that's- yes all right so do you guys want to know the results of the uh i guess we'll call this the the greatest coach of all time i guess we'll can i guess huh can i guess who it is yeah you can guess it's got to be kilo right all right, well, I'll, I, <laughs> all right, so I'll, I'll go from fifth place all the way to first. Okay. So fifth place, we have Kara with six votes. So, again, we were just talking about Kara. This doesn't mean that they're horrible coaches because we all love Kara and she's a great person. We and, love all five of these people. Yes. Yeah. It, it, was just, it was just that these questions are maybe more – They were biased. I don't even think this is we like... just can't sky Kara. We just can't sky Kara. We just can't sky Kara. <laughs> It might mean they're better than. <laughs> right. So in fourth place we have Jeff. So with so we had Kara had six votes. Jeff had seven votes. Uh, in third place we have Skunk with twelve votes. And so that leaves first and second. So second place, drum roll. We have Kilo with sixteen votes. Oh. Wow, wow. I've set up a century. Bro, yeah, it was three. all my pattern. It was literally my pattern. I know, it's all Eli voted for Tree. It was all Eli. Honestly, it was Eli carried Tree to this double. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> Dove's Tree, finally. <laughs> but um, I think Kilo had the best spread. Like, everyone voted Kilo, like, at different points. So Kilo mm-hmm. had, like, one of the best spread. But uh, Tree got the most votes, and Tree can shout out Eli for that one, but uh, I guess I guess we'll call this we'll call coach the greatest coach of all time goes to to Joseph DePaula, aka Tree. Dang, Whoa. and he really is the one who created this segment too. Yeah, yeah, that's is it, see, it's biased. He did it. It is biased. <laughs> so it doesn't count. So Kilo, won. he skewed the target. Kilo, yes, he influenced the election. Yeah, election <laughs> hacker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so we're getting towards the end of the podcast. So one thing we talked about earlier is I want to know what do you guys think is a good title for the episode? What do you guys think would be a great title that 
just vibes with the energy we had for this podcast. Skying Mike Hedgepanos. Tony Hawk versus Brody Smith. Wait, <laughs> yeah. Brody, Wait, that's Brody, Brody Smith. Tony Hawk versus Brody Smith. All right. <laughs> All right. So uh, so far we have Skying uh, some guy. I don't know who that is. And, and uh, <laughs> then Tony Hawk versus Brody Smith. Do we got what? What else do you guys think? Anything else, or uh, we just want to pick the, between those two, or combine them? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> wait, what were the two, Mike? Skying, uh, some guy. I uh, I don't know. Yeah, wait, he sounds skying. Mike Hadjapanos colon bro, t- Tony Hawk versus Brody Smith. Yes. Tony Hawk versus Brody Smith. Who skies Mike Hadjapanos? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yes. Tony Hawk and Brody Smith. Sky, Sky Mike. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Done. All right. Done. Or <laughs> Tony Hawk versus Brody Smith, Skying Mike, or the Mike Hadjapano story, or something like that. <laughs> but then Skying's not in there, so like it just it just yeah. makes it sound very selfish for me. I mean, <laughs> it's like I made this title; it's mine. Um. All right. Well, definitely Tony Hawk and definitely Brody Smith. Yeah. What else we think? Okay, so are we doing Tony Hawk and Brody Smith, Sky Michael Hadjapano, Tony Hawk versus uh, Brody Smith. I don't know. Colin, Sky Mike Hadjapano's. Okay. <laughs> when my Wi Fi went out. Gray scuck in the face. Tony Hawk and Brody Smith pepper spray skunk in the face. I like that one too. Not just because I don't get skied in that one, but that one's pretty funny. <laughs> Wait, okay. How about about Tony Hawk and Brody Smith spray skunk in the face while Emily Emily Skye's mic with her Wi-Fi out? (laughs) Okay. The long one. The longest. That's a whole paragraph. The longest title ever. And then that's the description. That's the description for the podcast. (laughs) All right. Dude, this thumbnail is gonna be crazy. It's gonna have like Tony Hawk in it. It's gonna have Mike like. <laughs> just Emily like. Skying like. Uh, okay. And then just. Skunk. Emily. Skunk like. Someone gotta make this thumbnail, man. <laughs> Dude, I'll make the thumbnail. I'll, I'll, I'll hire Casey to make the thumbnail. I'm crying. Oh my god. <laughs> all right what i have is i have tony hawk and brody smith spray skunk with pepper spray while emily skies mike with her wi-fi out (laughs) done (laughs) that's a wrap it's it's all right that is amazing i want to thank you guys for being on the podcast it's been it's been a blast. Thanks for Love having it. us. Thanks for having us. That was so much this fun. This was super was fun. So fun. I know it's funny. We started this out really nervous. You guys are like not able to talk, and now we're like laughing so hard. <laughs> yes. That's what the podcast. I'm crying. Was. I'm actually crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I almost cried when I was talking about Kara, but like a different kind of cry. I thought you were about to cry, and I was like, oh, there she goes. <laughs> 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 so many emotions so many emotions so many emotions wow so it's really bringing people together now nah, the then the thumbnail would have to be <laughs> mike makes out <laughs> her question where elias makes alex making cry. alex cry <laughs>
And then like the description would be like <laughs> Emily Scott's mic. While Brody Smith and Tony Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I can do that. Alex cries while. All right, no, yes. I'm just doing that. All right. <laughs> People are gonna be like, "What the fuck happened?" I want to thank Eli too uh, for always co-hosting with me. Such a such a fun co-host as well as a person. So thank you. And um, I want to thank our sponsor, the Kite Runner. Thank you, Kite Runner. Yes. <laughs> Is there anything you guys would like to plug? Any Instagrams? Any movements? Any change.org stuff? Well, shout out Burger King on Seth's crown. Shout out Burger King. Butter the beardy uh, on Instagram. Butter. At Butter the Beardy. Follow me on TikTok at Alex Slaughter Twenty One. Um, the Hammer t- Hammer Time on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter. And Twitter. One word. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, what? Aren't all all of our things are different on different social media? Okay, some of them wait. are Castle Women's Ultimate. Some of them are Hammer Time. If if you guys Hammer Time Hotties, it's Hammer Time Hotties on TikTok. If you guys want to see Tony Hawk on the podcast. Tweet with the hashtag why Tony why. <laughs> I think if we got like maybe ten thousand tweets where you just at him with the hashtag why Tony why, we might be able to get him on the podcast. Ten thousand seems pretty. <laughs> if anybody if anybody would do it, it'd be Tony Hawk. He'd be right? like, yeah, let's do it. Oh, He's like, I'm, I'm not doing anything I'm else. Yeah, let's do it. All right, why Tony why? Let's <laughs> hashtag why Tony why at Tony Hawk why Tony why. <laughs> Um, after this podcast, if you guys want, you can send me all the ads of like social medias and stuff, and I'll put it at the end of the, the podcast video on YouTube. Tight. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. So all your ads I'll have, as well as I'll do the, the men's too. But um, uh, thank you guys. Thank you, Eli. And um, as always, I hope you guys have a good day. It's been really fun. You too. Yeah. 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 Thank you guys. All right. Any last words before we uh, end this? Famous I love you. Where are my jerseys? <laughs> Love you. <laughs> love everybody. Oh, yeah. not doing it. Why well, doesn't love us? Wait, I gotta, put, I gotta put my thug note back on. Thug okay. notes. Okay, thug notes. Where's your hat, Shout Alex? Yeah. Wait, Alex, where's your hat? Okay, all right. It doesn't fit all on right. my head. There we go. Oh. Yay. <laughs> I love you, guys. All right. <laughs> all right. Bye, guys. Whoa, 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 whoa. Get out the way, get out the way.